This is the Cater Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 2nd, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Before the feds spend more of your money on border security, it's worth looking at how well Customs and Border Patrol overseers have done with what they have now. Alex Narasta is author of a new report, Border Patrol Termination Rates, that digs down into how the agency handles its problem agents. What is the measure of corruption that you're using to get at uh the the rate here. So what I'm measuring is the termination rate, which is or the separation rate, which is the rate or the percentage of officers each year who are fired for discipline and performance problems from Border Patrol, CBP, and these other agencies. So this is not a direct measure of corruption or misconduct. Uh, corruption is the criminal misuse or abuse of an employee's position. Misconduct is delinquent behavior that can be but does not have to be related to the execution of official duties. The thing that I'm measuring, this performance and discipline firings, include corruption and misconduct but is not limited to that. The problem is the federal government does not make corruption and misconduct data readily available for any agency, and it's especially murky and poorly reported for Border Patrol. So this is a way to try to get at that, to understand it, to understand personnel problems, but it's not a direct measure of corruption. What do we know about how Customs and Border Patrol does its job? Well, we don't have all the information that we'd like, but if you dig down into the Office of Personnel Management data, and OPM manages all federal law enforcement and non-law enforcement personnel, then you find some striking uh, facts. You discover some striking facts. One of them is that the termination rate, which is the for performance and discipline, the rate at which Border Patrol agents are fired for those reasons, is on average two more than two times greater than any other federal law enforcement agency or other officers. And when you, and that's a that's a remarkable uh, fact given that Border Patrol plays such an important role in our national security. So. Are we to take from that that Customs and Border Patrol is better at weeding out bad employees than other federal agencies? Excellent question. No. The fact is that uh, the Border Patrol Internal Affairs and the CBP Internal Affairs until August of 2014 was not even allowed to investigate uh, criminal matters. They were only allowed to investigate administrative infractions. Since CBP was created in 2003 as part of uh, Department of Homeland Security in the post-9-11 reorganization, uh, they have not had, um, until recently, a functional internal affairs division, uh, which is shocking given that they are the largest federal law enforcement agency in the United States. So there are significant problems there. Um, just to give you an example, the NYPD has one internal affairs officer for every 65 sworn law, uh, law enforcement agencies. The ratio for, board, uh, for CBP is 218 to 1. So there is not much of an oversight, and they are very slowly expanding it. But what we know so far is that the number of people who are fired for serious infractions, which includes corruption but also non- non-corruption, uh, is significantly, significantly higher than other agencies. Where do uh, CBP agents tend to come from? And it's, it's shocking that to, to learn that they are the largest in terms of personnel 
the largest law enforcement agency of the federal government. So a lot of them come from former backgrounds in other law enforcement in the military. But in recent years, um, people who don't have backgrounds working in law enforcement or other government service elsewhere. So increasingly, they're coming from sort of a non-professional law enforcement, non-law enforcement background. What's interesting is they are about 1,500 fewer Border Patrol agents now um, than Congress has mandated. And part of the problem is they have fairly stringent hiring requirements, and a lot of people just aren't capable of making um, the standards. So Congress is discussing uh, lowering those standards in order to meet their current hiring goals, but also the expanded hiring goals that President Trump has called for. And it's my contention that that could be could open the border enforcement to significant problems because we just don't have a handle on the current uh, personnel issues. When you say that the agency was not allowed to investigate criminal matters, you mean internally, criminal matters of, of crimes perhaps committed by actual by agents? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, there are a lot of very complicated regulations that were promulgated during this period from about 2003 to 2014 that limited the scope of internal affairs. Much of it seems designed to uh, limit the a number of investigations and prosecutions of agents in these agencies. Those have since been gradually reformed and changed, but not nearly enough. According to many personnel and administrators who've worked in these agencies who have since left, um, there is a significant significant problem with not just discipline and performance, which I specifically measure, but with other issues directly related or that are actually misconduct and corruption. All right. So your contention then would be uh, based on the available uh, investi- internal investigative resources and given the separation rate, the firing rate within that agency, the problem may be actually much worse than what the data currently indicate? It's very likely they're much worse. And it's very likely that if we see an increase in internal affairs, let's say we get a ratio of internal affairs officers to Border Patrol officers of 65 to 1, that they will immediately uncover or, or in a short period of time uncover a vast amount of corruption and other misconduct that has just gone uninvestigated, unreported. So we could probably even see a spike if we ever get the amount of internal affairs that we actually need in this agency. Um, It's my contention that after that spike, uh, we would then see better rates of compliance, lower corruption, lower misconduct uh, and discipline, but we need to get over that hump first. Uh, But it's the widely accepted opinion that poor internal affairs in Border Patrol means that we're missing a lot. So how often do Border Patrol, we discussed this offline a little bit, how often do Border Patrol agents interact with members of the public as compared with, say, TSA or the FBI or other federal law enforcement agencies? So it seems to be fairly common. Uh, CBP OFO, which is the sort of office field uh, operations, they sort of run the checkpoints where you cross through the border uh, lawfully. They deal with people. Uh, every day. Border Patrol agents deal with people every day. Uh, The difference is, though, that a lot of Border Patrol agents, not all, but a lot of them are in areas where they can't easily be monitored. You know, there's a couple officers in an SUV or an ATV vehicle um, in the countryside. There is no monitoring around. So it's a combination of interacting with um, the public, interacting with foreigners who might not 
know how to report corruption or know that you even can, um, as well as a low amount of monitoring or the capability of being monitored by supervisors. And this seems to combine into sort of a, a very dangerous situation where you have uh, Border Patrol agents are 54% more likely than, say, prison guards in the Federal Bureau of Prisons uh, to be fired for discipline and corruption, uh, six times as likely um, the, as federal FBI agents, 7.1 times as likely as DEA agents, and 12.9 times as likely as Secret Service agents to be fired for discipline and performance issues. So what is the reform? What is your proposal then to reform it? Certainly there are uh, forces within the federal government that would like to expand it, but uh, what, what should happen before then? Absolutely. Uh, the first thing that should happen is that the, there should be a Border Patrol hiring freeze. We should not expand this number of Border Patrol agents until we get enough internal affairs investigators to have the same ratio of internal affairs investigators to officers as the NYPD has. This was actually a recommendation from a Homeland Security Committee that I think is very wise. Another one is to reorganize a lot of the internal affairs divisions at the Department of Homeland Security, which manages CBP and Border Patrol, to make sure that there are clear lines of authority, that the procedures are regularized, that there's a timetable in which these things are investigated and solved and or either go to trial very rapidly. Uh, Border Patrol culture needs to change. There is this uh, phenomenon called the Code of Silence, the Green Code, which sees sort of internal affairs as meddlesome and burdensome to their job, um, and that needs to change. The number of audits conducted by GAO, including audits of people who are just passing through checkpoints or people who pretend to be illegal immigrants but who are actually GAO officers, needs to increase. We need better data. And uh, one of the number one things I recommend is a lot of problems with Border Patrol agents show up in the first year to two years of their hiring. The problem is, though, that for the first year that they're part of this agency, they spend half of that time in the classroom. So there's not much of an opportunity to, to notice corruption because there's just not many chances where these people will be interacting with folks in the countryside or uh, on the job. So currently, the OPM has the ability to lengthen that time period during that first year when you can be fired for basically very easily, basically to lengthen that to two years before civil service protections kick in so that we can get rid of a lot of bad apples who show up in that first two years of service uh, before they become bigger problems. Are there statutory changes that ought to be considered here? Because just maybe perhaps by the very nature of CBP, it will be just harder and more expensive and difficult and not worth it necessarily to uh, deal with these performance issues. I think the number one legislative change that can be made is to mandate that there's a fixed ratio of internal affairs officers to law enforcement officers and Border Patrol and CBP to make sure that there's at least a number of agents there who are determined and at least set aside to investigating these potential problems uh, as, they come, as they arise rather than letting the agency continuously expand and the number of internal affairs officers remain stable. Alex Narasta is author of Border Patrol Termination Rates, a new report out today from the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.